0: I'm Daniel the Past Life Regressionist, and it's time to begin. Lift off and the clock has started. This is Time of Spirituality. Hey there, everyone! Welcome back to Time of Spirituality, Season Number Two, Episode One. Here we come, yeah! Hope that wasn't too over the top. If it was, eh, whatever. Anyways, if you would like to book a regression with me to discover who went and where you have been throughout time, you can reach me on Instagram at the Past Life Regressionist or my website, thepastliferegressionist.com. Yes, 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 indeed. Anyways. One of my goals for this season is to share more of my past life experience with you guys in terms of who, when, and where have I been. So there's a story I'm gonna share with you guys right now. It's one of my past lives. It's not one that I'm particularly proud of, while at the same time, I'm incredibly proud of it. I know that sounds oxymoronic, but it's uh, it has its moments. Let's, let's put it that way. I refer to this as the legend of big dick life because I was infamously the biggest ass across the land. I like to put my power on display for people because I liked the admiration and the ire that it drew. Just the awe and wonderment of the power that I had. It was, for lack of a better term, self-empowering. Now, power is a... it's a funny thing. It really is a funny thing because power can be an amazing thing if you handle it responsibly and if you handle it with integrity. If you don't, you're just doing the wrong thing. So in this life, it was all about wanting the admiration of the people and having them tell me how amazing I was because of the displays of power I would put on. I would quite literally stand in front of, let's call it, the town square or the town gatherings on an elevated platform putting on that display of power and saying, everyone, tell me how amazing I am. Because of how powerful I am. It was wrong. It was just, it was wrong in every way, shape, and form. Yet the people loved it. They couldn't get enough of the display of power. Because this power was not being used to to bog them down or to to enslave them or anything of that nature. The power was just flaunted for means of being arrogant and for being egotistical. And I'll talk about one particular incident that happened in that life where... I was, (laughs) I say I in a weird way. He kind of hit that line of, is it me or is it him? So we'll just, we'll call it I for right now. I rounded the corner outside of the castle walls to see what the equivalent of the military would have been. And they were practicing outside of the said walls. They had their bows and arrows going and whatnot. And when I saw them, I said to myself, if I walk in front of the line, they will stop. They will put down... Their bows and arrows, their swords and shields, and they will watch me walk by, and I'm gonna like it. That was the kind of prominence and power that I had in this life, where I could do that. I didn't have to tell them to put down their bows, they would just do it. So I did it. I slowly walked in front of their line, acting as if they didn't even exist. They weren't even there. And if you guys have ever been to a stadium and seen the wave go on, this was the opposite of the wave. This was them putting down their bows and arrows down the line as I walked by. And I heard the whispers of them saying, It's him, it's him, it's him, it's him, it's him, it's him. And I loved it. I loved each and every moment of it. Now I bring this up because I've been seeing that life for about four years now. And about two years ago, I started seeing it in contrast to other lives where I was in a position of prominence. And in those lives you couldn't get me away from the spotlight quicker. I wanted to shy away from it in every way, shape, and form. So whereas in that other life, the one, we'll just, we'll call him, I don't know, just, just pick your poison there. He was an asshole. We'll just call him the asshole. So as the asshole, I wanted them to see me walk in front of them. Whereas with these other lives, I would put a cloak on, or hood on, to walk through the town square and walk with my head down because I didn't want to be noticed. Now, the irony is that people would still notice me anyways, but they wouldn't flock to me. They just knew I was there by my presence. They could feel it, and that was enough. Now, you switch to the other life. Nope. Had to make sure I was known. Had to make sure that everyone knew when I walked in the room, or even if I wasn't in the room, they would be thinking about me. Now, I believe this is coming up because... I can't help but feel that I'm going to become more visible as time goes on. And I feel that these lives are being shown in contrast as to how I'm going to conduct myself in public. Or if I am more visible, which way am I going to go? Now, I would be lying to you if I said that it wasn't exhilarating, that feeling of commanding that power. But I also see the appeal of the other side. I see the appeal of walking with my head down and not being noticed, or at least not being flocked to. But when push comes to shove, I could have handled the power differently in that life. In asshole life, I could have stood up in front of everyone and said, everyone, look how powerful I am. But here's the kicker. You can be just as powerful as I am, or you have the potential to be more powerful. That's what I could have done, and that's what I should have done. And that's what I want to do now. Whatever power I have, whatever platform I have, I want to handle it responsibly. And I want to help uplift everyone else. I want to help everyone else discover the power that they have inside of them. We're all the same. We're no different, we're, we're all the same. Let's shift gears right now. Back in early 2020, I was listening to a podcast called Insightful Astrology and the host was a woman named Maria Simone, and she's an astrologer. Absolutely amazing. Just absolutely amazing. And I I just wanna really just emphasize and stress to you guys what an inspiration Maria was for me because she showed sides of herself that were so raw and real and vulnerable that at the time when I was listening to her podcast, which I started listening to it, I believe in late 2017, she became an idol for me in a sense. Or something there was something that I wanted to strive towards that she admitted it was just vulnerability, which was very difficult for me to do. And I'm still having a lot of difficulty with it, but I'm pushing myself to do it. Maria was an inspiration for that. So I just wanna give her a shout out and say thank you for more than one thing, but we'll just stick with that for right now. And then shift to Maria had a guest on named Fairly Theta. And while listening to Fairly, I really resonated with her and Fairly's an astrologer. So I booked a reading with her, Had the reading back in, I believe it was March of 2020. And even at this point, I had had a decent amount of natal chart readings for astrology. But there was something that Fairly said to me that really hit home in a way that I never felt it before. And what she basically said to me was, If you want to find success, the world needs to be on the journey with you. And I was like, holy shit. That's terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying but it felt right. And it was a direction that I felt I'd been moving in for a while. Now keep in mind, this is before I even had an Instagram, but hearing Fairly say those words, it just, it became a reality that I really had no choice. I mean, of course I had a choice, but if I wanted to find the success that I really, really, really want to have in life, that resonated with me, that that was the way I was going to do it was to bring the world on the journey with me. Now, about a month or so later, Fairly did a solar return reading with me. And what a solar return reading is, it's a snapshot of the sky at the moment the sun returns to the place it was at the moment of your birth. I probably could have found a better way to describe that. But essentially, it's the energy that you're working with for the year. And in this reading, fairly said to me, this is the year when things are going to start changing for you. Ride this wave of energy that you have at your back. It's going to be there to support you. So that was the year when I started to show up on other people's podcasts, when I started to become more visible as a past life regressionist in the social media landscape. And I believe that Fairly was right. Now, I also feel that anyone can make the argument that, well, you know, there is no energy to the universe or this or that. And and you just, you have the, the determination to do it. So you did it. Well, maybe, but then again, maybe the energy was there and I do believe it was there. So Fairly's awesome. Now, I bring this up because for this year of 2022, when I had my solar return reading with Fairleigh, she said to me, transparency is key. I took that in and thought to myself, how much more transparent can I be than what I'm already doing? I thought I'm being as transparent as I possibly can. Now, of course, the more and more I thought about that after the fact, I thought to myself, well, you can be more transparent There are many things you can be more transparent about. So, here it goes. I want more. I want more, guys. I want to start to really make my mark on the world. I want more. I can't do it alone, though. I can't. As much as I want to, it's not something I can do on my own. I need everyone's help. So, this is me asking you guys, please help me. Please help me get to this place where I want to get to. Which is to to have a platform or a vessel of creativity or anything of that nature where I can get the message out to the world in the way that I see fit. Now, that doesn't mean it's necessarily right. But I want more. I'm ready for more. I love what I'm doing, but I want more. I want to reach more people. So with that, guys, if you know any podcast hosts or if you yourselves have a podcast, I'd love to come on or I'd love to go on someone else's podcast. I really want to spread the word about this show. I really want it to become bigger. And with that, I detest the fact that I have to say this right now. But if you like the show, please go like and subscribe to it. If you want to leave a review, awesome. But please help me get this show out there to the world. I'm in this for the long haul for Timeless Spirituality. I want to take this to unimaginable levels. Am I a little grandiose? Yeah. I can be from time to time, but I really have high hopes for this show. And I really, really want to be in this for the long haul for this one. But what I really, really, really want is I want to write. I want to share my creations with the world. And with that, I came up with an idea in July of 2021. I wanted to write a different kind of love story for TV. So I sat down and I started writing this show and it was special. It was really special, but it was unlike anything I'd ever written before, and I just wasn't cutting it. It just wasn't there. So it was one of those things where I set the intention and, dare I say, ask the universe to bring someone into my life who could help me take this project to the next level. Wait for it. Wait for it. So yes, there was a writing partner that came into my life, and her name is Heather, And she is amazing. And I just want to give Heather a shout out right now because Heather, you rock. Now, here's the cool thing about Heather. When I met Heather, coincidentally, whether or not you believe in coincidence, Heather had been working on a past life regression story of her own. And it was great, but same thing. Just not quite there. Now, Heather was much further along in her process than I was with mine. What was interesting about that is the universe plopped a past life regressionist in her lap who also happened to be a writer. The universe truly does work in mysterious ways. Now, I bring all this up also because Heather helped me take my project to a new level. And it was my project then, but it's our project now. Because I never could have gotten it to where it is without her. And guys, this is something really special. What we've created... It's amazing. And I'm not just saying that because I wrote it. I'm saying it because it's really something special. I've never been more proud of anything I've ever written before. And again, it's unlike anything I've ever written. But it's really, really special. And yes, it is about past lives. But it's not not too woo-woo. It's done in just such a grounded way where anyone can watch this show. And it's... I want say could go on and on about it, but I'm so proud of what we've created. And guys, I want more. I really want to get that show on the air and out there to the world for the world to enjoy it. So please help me. If you know anyone in the industry who can help me out, please introduce me. If you work in the industry and you can help me out, please. I need your help. I want more and I need your help. So... There's transparency for you guys. (laughs) I hope I'm starting that off in the right way. Not that there's a right or wrong way, but eh, who knows. So for the next part of episode number one, season number two, I want to give a quick shout out to every country in the world who has tuned in for Timeless Spirituality because thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, for being here on this journey with me. It's still surreal to me that people want to listen to me talk about past lives or the way I view the world, but why wouldn't they? I'm unique. I have a unique perspective, just as everyone in the world has a unique perspective. So why wouldn't we want to listen to everyone? Thank you guys. Just thank you for supporting me and thank you. So here we go. We're going to work our way on that list. We have The United States, we have the U.K., Canada, Australia, France, India, Italy, Spain, Germany, New Zealand, Mexico, Finland, Indonesia, the United Arab Emirates. I always called it Chile when I was younger, but I think it's Chile. Chile, right? Yeah. Chile. Saudi Arabia, Turkey, the Philippines, Kuwait, Sweden, Netherlands, South Africa, Ireland, Iceland, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, which I believe is a territory of the U.S., but... okay well on my list here it's a country hong kong same boat sort of i believe it's a territory of china but it's got its own sovereign okay anyways i'm a past life regression it's not a geography major although i think i'm okay okay anyways that was neither here nor there romania brazil japan u.s virgin islands and the czech republic thank you guys thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you all right (sighs) okay little giddy tonight right all right let's uh let's swing this into a new direction right now i want to share something that i wrote back in march of 2018 now at the time i was in a weekly astrology class and we were given an assignment and that assignment was to talk about our saturn and where it was in our chart now it's okay if you don't understand astrology because with what I'm going to share with you, you don't need an astrological understanding to grasp onto what I'm going to say, so it's okay. Now, for the assignment, we were supposed to talk about how that showed up in our life, yet I was terrified of being open and vulnerable with talking. So I decided to write something for it instead. Now, it wasn't the assignment, but you know, I, I, I do things the way I want to do them. But there was something about writing it that made it easier for me but I was terrified to share it, absolutely terrified. But when this happened, I was at a point in my life where I wanted to start doing things differently. So I saw this as a challenge that I wanted to accept and that would hopefully propel me to a new place. And I'm very, very happy to say that I feel in the act of sharing what I'm about to read for you guys when I did this in front of my class, which was only 10 people, including me, I started to see that it wasn't that difficult to just be me. Still daunting as hell, but it was okay. So I'd really like to share with you guys and and also this is a way for me to to pat myself on the back and say, Hey D, you've come a really long way. You've come a really long way because I can even point to moments in season one. Right I got pretty vulnerable. There's no way I could have done that a couple of years ago. So here we go. Saturn at the midheaven, the gateway to unleashing the rebel within. According to AstrologyKing.com, which I'm going to paraphrase, Saturn conjunct the Midheaven means hard work and responsibility are your karmic destiny. You will most likely feel a strong sense of duty and will strive with determination to do something significant with your life. Saturn conjunct the Midheaven can manifest as great achievement and success in your career or loss and disappointment. Saturn rewards hard work and if you feel burdened by karma, then that can be paid off in one lifetime too. Sometimes this aspect can indicate delays in your career, but it can also mean great responsibilities placed on you from an early age. It is important, very important in fact, to not be too hard on yourself. Even with achievement and success, this aspect can bring criticism from your parents and the public as well as notoriety. All right, so here's where I come in. Now, let's break that down from a young age. I was a silent dreamer with regards to whom I was and what I believed I was here to do. I had always felt that there was more to the world than what I was taught in school, but the one thing I was sure of was that I was here to save that world. I initially dropped out of college after my freshman year because I felt the urge to make a difference in the world sooner rather than later. I started to work my way up the ladder only to find myself in situations that seemed to kick the legs out from underneath me. And this all culminated with me being struck down with an autoimmune disorder three weeks before my 22nd birthday. Now, I believe that was Saturn's way of simply slowing me down, considering I was, well, I was probably missing a few steps. I mean, the path that I was on was not one to save the world. Saturn, as difficult as it may have been at times, I thank you for the course correction. A few years rolled on, and aside from the beginning stages of learning how to flex my creative and intellectual sides, for the most part, I remained stagnant. I became a recluse from the majority of my friends and family because I was experiencing a deep sense of shame, a shame that rose from the feeling of not doing what I believed I was placed on this world to do, change and save it. This concept manifested itself through a feeling that came to me while sitting on my balcony, staring off into the Thanksgiving night sky while my, friend, or, sorry, while my family was across town, enjoying each other's company. I then went to my piano to put this concept into words. And that's when I came up with You Were Born to Make History. When I perform in front of a crowd, I revel in each moment that I get to be up on stage, having all eyes directed at me. I feel alive. I'm not afraid while I'm truly feeling alive. But when the show is finished, I rush off the stage to find comfort in being the only person in the world. And this reflects my view on notoriety. When I was younger, I wanted every person in the world to know my name. But now, that very thought terrifies me. Being out there terrifies me. But how am I supposed to change things if I don't take a leap? On the other side of Saturn is uh, you know a little bit of fear. With that said, the fear of karmic reprisal has been an ongoing theme for me ever since I became a little more aware of the concept of karma beyond the definition of which you may find in a traditional dictionary. Simply put, I feel an enormous burden on my soul, one in which I feel that there may have been another time and another place where I may have strayed from the path of doing what was right. In other words, while I feel a strong sense of purpose, at the same time, I can't help but feel as if the chickens are just around the corner, waiting, all but too ready to roost. And this founded or unfounded guilt leaves me to feel vulnerable, afraid, and unworthy. Unworthy of happiness. Unworthy of success. Unworthy of love. I'm so hard on myself. I'm too hard on myself. And I, I want to find love. And when it comes to love, I have so much love to give, so much that it hurts to hold it in. My on-the-spot verbal communication is what some might refer to as a subpar example of conveying the very basic ideals of the human essence. In my mind, the message morphs into a magical orchestral composition, swirling around crystalline flowers in a nebulous garden, leaving a beautiful trace of lemon pixie dust in its wake. So soft, so pure, and so serene. Yet if it comes from my lips on the spot, it's rough and jacket, sounding something a little more like, me Taz and you Jane. And that doesn't work for me. In order to accurately convey what's going on up in the noggin, I need time to think of what I deem as the right way to say it. But when the end product is finished, fear creeps into the equation. It's not the fear of sharing, It's the fear of wondering what others would think if it ever went beyond the eyes or the ears of my original object of affection. And if she didn't appreciate it, what would she say to her friends? Would they laugh? Would they think I was weird for going above and beyond what was common and normal? Would they even understand? Would she even understand? What's so perplexing to me is every woman claims she dreams of the day when a man will pour out his heart and soul. Yet when that dream comes true, it's nothing. There's nothing there. No spark, no joy, no appreciation. So that gift has been locked away for years because of fear. Now it's just waiting for the day when it can come out to say, Hello there. Yet common sense dictates that if it's broken, you fix it. It hasn't worked for me yet, but hopefully one day it will. The mundane, normal approach, it just feels alien to me. So I will keep doing what I do, dreaming the way that I do. Does this make me crazy? From a strictly logical point of view, I have to ask, wouldn't it be so much easier to just say, I have feelings for you? But I don't settle for easy. I don't settle for simple. I strive to be unique and different. Saturn, please bring me the one who will appreciate my abnormalities. These days, That's the only reward I'm looking for. Her, the one, whoever she may be. And as I sit here today, I no longer feel the urge and need to save the world. Now, I only yearn for love. Was that your goal, Saturn? What hard work am I missing? Do songs or poems not suffice? Do you need me to write a symphony or memoir instead? If that's what it will take, I'll do it. As daunting as it may be, I will do it. So to swing this puppy back to the beginning. When I was younger, I was sure that I was born to save the world, or as I came to sum it up a few years ago, born to make history. Now I'm not so sure, I'm confused. Then again, maybe that's the fear speaking. Maybe I find comfort in focusing on the micro instead of the macro because it's safer. I'm not so exposed. Maybe when I facilitate healing for one of my clients, it's to balance out karma, possibly for some way I hurt them in another time or another place. Maybe it's the micro now, and maybe it's the macro down the line. Maybe, maybe just maybe, maybe I'm not supposed to have all the answers laid out on my doorstep. Maybe the journey is where the fun is. Maybe the fear is there because that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, I'd like to have some fun too along the way. Does this in any way fit the mold for Saturn and Sagittarius? Maybe this whole thing has been a tool of self-deception, because quite possibly deep down, I'm afraid to live up to the standard that I set out for myself so long ago. Do I have it correct now, or did I have it right then? Is there any real difference between now and then? Saturn, you confuse me. For as much as I get the world, I don't understand the world, and that's that. Some of this may have gone above and beyond the explanation for Saturn at the Midheaven. Yet if you knew me a little better, you'd understand what a huge leap I've taken by putting myself out there to the degree in which I have, while sharing this. And in the act of expressing what I've expressed, I say, look out, Saturn. Look out, Midheaven. Look out, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And look out, world! This train has left the station! And I'm on a quest, damn it. This is one of my many upcoming attempts to unleash the rebel within. The end. Now, I'll say this. Reading that back over now, it just, it feels like a lifetime ago. Of course, some of that still rings true for me, but some of it just is not me now. (laughs) Things change. So what changed? Well, for starters, Being vulnerable in front of 10 people is no longer just, uh, God, just one of the most terrifying thoughts or notions in the world. That's changed. Still a little daunting? Yeah. But it's not terrifying anymore. What else has changed is I see that the world is more complex than a fairy tale. Now, I believe at the time that I still had this idea in my mind that fairy tales always have a happy ending, but that's not the case. So that's changed. Now for that one, I could go more in depth, but I'm just going to leave it at that. Fairy tales don't always have a happy ending. And I think something major that has changed since then is when it comes to that concept of saving the world, where a couple of years before I wrote that, it was swinging over to that extreme of, I'm only here to save the world. That's exactly what I'm here to do. And at the time when I wrote it, I was in a state of confusion of, I don't know. I don't know what I'm here to do. I think I need to focus on the smaller side of life, the more micro side of life, because the thought of saving the world is a ridiculous notion. I feel that I find myself somewhere in the middle now. I think everyone has a part to play in saving the world. I think in the act of just going about my day and doing what I do, which is really cool what I do with the whole you know, time traveling, that's how I'm saving the world. I'm helping people understand the inherent power that they have inside of them and then they go off and save the world. So it's the middle ground. That's what's changed. It's the middle ground, guys. All right, before we wrap up, I wanna share one more quick story with you guys. So last week, I had some cousins in town. And when I say cousins, cousins double my age. And one of my cousins is a prosecutor. And we were having some pretty deep intellectual conversations. Great guy, doesn't believe in what I'm doing, which is okay, totally okay. But nonetheless, we were still able to talk about it. And at the end of the night, he comes over to me as I'm walking out and he, he says to me, you know, no one put me up to what I'm about to say to you, but I think that you should look for something a more a little more conventional for work, you know, head in a more conventional direction. I think you'd make a great lawyer. I, I think you should go to law school. I, I really think you would do great with that. And I just looked at him and I said, you lost me at conventional. Now, if he said that to me a few years ago, that would have wrecked me. That would have absolutely wrecked me. But I left laughing. Maybe not audibly out loud, but in my mind I was laughing. And when I got in the car, yes, I was chuckling in the car. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm proud of what I'm doing. I'm really proud of what I'm doing. And more than that, I'm really proud of myself for sticking with it. Thank you guys for keeping me going. Because I couldn't do it alone. Each and every one of you, you're doing this for me. You are keeping me going. And I'm eternally grateful to you for that. So again, I'm going to ask you for a little more. Please help me. Please help spread the word about this show. If you know someone who would enjoy this, just please go ahead and send it to them. And please help me get my story into the right hands for that TV show. Please help me get it out there to the world. Please. I hope I don't come across as desperate. But I really need your help, guys. I really do. And if you heard episode number 19, which was about cardology, in that episode I talked about how I don't like people knowing about things that I'm doing before they become a reality because in my mind, if no one knows, I can't fail. I'll know, but no one else would know because they never knew about it in the first place. So in all transparency... This is me going against the grain, just as I did for that Saturn writing, exposition, whatever you want to call it. Me sharing that in my class four years ago set the stage for me to open myself up more and become more vulnerable. And I'm hoping that this is what happens with me being open about what I'm working on and risking people asking me about it for years to come. Say, hey, anything going on with the TV show? Anything going on? Anything happened with it yet? That's how badly I want this to become a reality. I'm willing to risk people asking me about it for years, even if nothing comes of it. Please help me. That's it. (laughs) That's all I've got for you guys this week. But stick around, because there are some really, really cool episodes on the way. Thank you, guys. Just thank you so much. Look out, world. Here I come. Fellow time travelers, your journey through time awaits you. just want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And if you're interested in discovering who, when, and where you have been throughout time, and you'd like to book a sesh with me, just go ahead and send me a message on Instagram at the Past Life Regressionist, or you can reach me through my website, yourpastliferegressionist.com.